0: let me uh, start with some unbelievably wonderfully great news. And I say that with not a drop of sarcasm when you told me, I don't know, a couple of months ago that you and Steven and the rest of relay were going to do a fundraiser for St. Jude, like in a general sense, you know, the monthly thing that, that Steven has kind of uh, gently guided us all into doing. And we've all kind of run with in the years past. And Last year, what was the total last year that, that Relay raised? I think it was a really nice $69,000. Nice. Uh, so last year, $69,000. And the goal for this year, if I recall correctly, was $75,000. Is that right?
1: $75,000, yeah. Uh,
0: and I remember speaking with you guys about this, but particularly you, uh, Mike, and and you were mostly confident. About seventy five thousand dollars. I don't think you were overwhelmed.
1: I believed we could do seventy-five. Like I believed it was possible like by the end of the month we could raise seventy-five. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I think at some point as we got a little closer to time, you were feeling a little stronger about it. And you said, in so many words, I think we can get a hundred. And that would be, you know, really amazing. That's not a verbatim quote.
1: Uh, and it was also more that like it was I think it was hoped we would get a hundred, right? Like by the uh St. Jude fundraising. Team, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think they had spoken about it with Steven, and they were like, We believe you could do this, and it would be really great. Like, looking at the, you know, what you did on your own. And then when you have our resources, like, we believe that you can get to 100. And that's terrifying to me. Like, I was like, Oh, I don't know. 100,000 seems like a lot.
0: So, all of Relay, as I said before, has been behind this. And I mean, to to varying degrees, some of us more than others, but.
1: Oh, everyone's been behind it in a big way, and it's kind of incredible, like...
0: No, 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 I'm saying in years past, in years past, you know, everyone's been behind uh, it, but... Oh, in years past,
1: it's been, like, a kind of ad hoc, like, if you want to talk about this, you can talk about this, but, like... And really, it was mostly like mostly spoken about on Connected and and uh, on Upgrade and on ATP and a couple of other shows. that mentioned it like we were always very thankful for the time that you three would give to to St. Jude as well for us, which is really nice.
0: Yeah. And so this year, you know, you, you came out of the gate and we talked about it at the uh, at the fifth anniversary show. And you were hyping up the big podcast-a-thon, which, mm-hmm. as much as I was enthusiastic about it, I don't think anyone involved really knew how that was going to turn out.
1: uh uh-uh. Well, no, because at that point, we hadn't done any content planning.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because we were too focused on the
1: family future. Mm-hmm. so like we had to get that out of the way first.
0: Then we could focus on the podcastathon, which was our six-hour live stream, right? The video live stream, no less—not just audio, video as well. A- yeah, and on Twitch. And we're going to talk about that a lot in a second. But what I, the point I'm meandering toward is that the Relay FM family, which at first I mean those who have shows on Relay, but then I actually mean you listeners and everyone around Relay have gotten the relay fm saint jude fundraiser way past $75,000 way past $100,000 way past $200,000 i kid you not as i get as i get older now that i'm a parent i weep about everything tears are in my eyes as i look at this number on this web page <laughs> $260,816 well $260, that is in Sane that, the, mad, right? that that the two of you guys with help just willed $260,000 into existence. That is incredible. Uh-huh. And what, what, I can't think of a better cause. I cannot think of a better cause than St. Jude.
1: We are at a number which has like lost comprehension for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a quarter of a million dollars. It's, it's absolutely bananas. It's an
0: unbelievable amount of money to raise. And it's so much more than $75,000, which is incredible. I really can't believe it. I've taken a little bit of ownership in this because, you know, for the last couple of years, like you said, you know, ATP has gotten behind this to some small degree. And now all of Relay, as you were alluding to earlier, has gotten behind this in a big degree. But I feel like this is a victory for all of the people that sit in the Relay Slack and all of the people who are listening to us right now. Like, how incredible is this that all of us listeners, hosts... Everyone involved, the, the staff at St. Jude. How incredible is it that we took this goal of $75,000, which, by the way, is not a small amount of money, and blew past it to $260,000?
1: It's an amount of money that's going to make a real difference. Yeah. Right? Like, we were told that for somebody who has leukemia, their entire treatment costs 200000 So, like, we have paid... For a child who's suffering from leukemia. We have paid for their entire bill.
0: I mean, you could, if you wanted to stretch a little, you could say that that the Relay family may have saved a life. Like it's it's possible. This money saves lives.
1: Yeah. Like that's what it does, you know? And so we've all contributed to that together. And it's it is an incredible thing.
0: This is so amazing, and I am so proud of all of us. And again, I mean not only the people sitting in Slack, but all of you listening. I am so genuinely proud and and thankful and chuffed and everything that that this has happened. And I'd like to just first of all say thank you to all of the Relay listeners who have thrown even a dollar in this direction because every little bit counts.
1: Or if you shared anything, you Mm -hmm. know, like if you couldn't give money, but maybe you shared it with people or, or whatever, like, you know,
0: whatever you may have done, it's all contributed towards this, so... No, I could not agree more. And thank you. And as this episode is coming out on the 29th of September... That is you still, still st- well, really you can give all time, any time, but especially in September, you can still give. And so you can go to, uh, what is it? Stjude.org slash analog. That's A-N-A-L-O-G-U-E. Is that right? I believe. That's um, correct. And you can give and, and, you know, again, share, share a link, give a dollar, whatever you can. And thank you genuinely to everyone that has already given. I am overjoyed that we as a community have put together this much money. And you know what it is? It just occurred to me when I said that, just this very moment. I've always thought of the Relay fans and hosts and every, everyone else as a community, but it feels more tangible and more real as I sit here today on the 26th of September than it ever has for me before.
1: I agree with it Like, I've struggled with that word and, and the sentiment behind it a little bit in the past because it feels like, I'm trying to will something into mm-hmm, existence, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm trying to put a label on people, which people might not necessarily subscribe to. Yeah, But this is, like, a, a situation in which I feel very strongly a connection with our audience, right? Where, yeah. like, yeah. we have asked people to do something which involves giving their money and all their time when people have gone and done that to this degree like considering our overall audience size being able to raise this amount of money is really very impre- like incredibly impressive like my understanding or my belief on this is like we have far outweighed what would be the typical expectation based upon our audience sizes to raise this amount of money, you know, and, and it really, you know, it's, it's mind blowing. And it, and it makes me, it, as I said, it makes me feel connected to our audience in a, in a really profound way because it is a show of generosity, which is kind of fantastic.
0: Yeah, and especially at a time, you know, we we all snarked, myself very much included, all snarked about. Oh, you're spending a thousand dollars on a phone. You can put up some money for you know kids with cancer. But it's true. Like I can only speak for myself, but I spent a lot of money on devices this month. And and on the surface, this is the worst month for me to be giving money to anyone else because because the uh, the wallet's looking a little thin these days. But nevertheless, on this month, I and many others chose to take our already burgeoning or or exploding credit cards and add a little more weight onto those credit card shoulders in order to give money to a good cause. And, and we'll move on. I'd like to talk about the podcast-a-thon specifically. We'll move on about the general stuff here, but I I cannot stress enough that this is uh, an absolutely mind-blowing. What did Tim say? uh, Tim Apple say a blow away. It's totally blow away. Uh, It's blow away. That's what they say. But uh, it, it genuinely, uh, it, I, I cannot believe the way this community has come together, and it makes me so proud to be associated with, with you, with Steven and with the Relay community at whole. And I think even if we couldn't have called it a community a month ago, which I think we could, but even if we couldn't, at, at this point, I decree that we can call it a community now, and thank you to all our listeners for, for making that happen. Now, with that said, tell me about the podcastathon. I'm so excited to hear this story. I have to confess, I had a very busy day. I did not see the first hour or two of it, but I did see the last like three ish hours of it. And I was riveted in the best possible way. I came in with no understanding of beard things at first and what the balls were about. And so much of this was so delightful. And watching you guys have to figure out like what cameras on when. And it was uh, everything about it, I, I absolutely loved. But Let's back up a little bit. Tell me about like what was the timeline? How did j- how did this all work work out? Before I tell you all of that, I'm going to take our first break. Oh, very well done. See, you're you're like even more of a professional podcaster now than you ever were before. I am. Look at I you. I'm a professional.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You might think that nobody wants your online data or to snoop on what you're up to, but when you browse the web without anything to protect your privacy, you are at risk of hackers and ad companies or more individuals trying to collect your data to use it against you, with you, whatever it is, but you don't want them to do that. It happens to people every day. It happens to people like me, people like you, which is why I recommend using ExpressVPN. It will run in the background of your computer or phone, encrypting your data, hiding your public IP address. You just download the app, click connect on any devices and you're protected ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and uses new cutting edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure there are no logs of what you're doing online it costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30 day money back guarantee I travel a lot and I use ExpressVPN when I travel. Super easy to do. I can enable it with just a click. And then I know that when I'm connecting to hotel Wi-Fi, airport Wi-Fi, I'm not at risk of people I'm not expecting to be able to get my data. You can protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months for free at expressvpn.com analog. That's exp analog for three months free of a one-year package. Take back your online privacy at expressvpn.com slash Analog. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I'll give you the timeline kind of leading up because we're back in Memphis again. Uh, f- I think four or five weeks after the first time, which was a f- fun experience. <laughs> it's like, you know, like we were talking, like I've, I've probably been to Memphis like maybe seven times in my life now, mm-hmm. uh, maybe six or seven times. Uh, and we were saying about how, like, oh, I had like a streak of going every year, but missed uh, last year because we were on our honeymoon. So this year, I made up for it by going twice. Yeah, that makes sense. makes sense. That makes sense. That's how that works. So uh got to Memphis on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday evening it was, I think. And yeah, and it did a regular work day on Wednesday, recorded some shows, going through a bunch of stuff. Uh, and then on Thursday, we did a tour at St. Jude. So um, I did the tour the first time I went to St. Jude, I believe. I think it was in 2012 or maybe 2013 it might have been the first or second time like I went and you can have a tour of the hospital right like mm-hmm. and they kind of show you what they're all about my understanding is the tours aren't as frequent anymore because they can be quite disruptive um but they they were able to get one for us um where we we, we were kind of allowed to walk around with one of the people that we're we'll working with from the fundraising team all sack and She was going through a bunch of stuff with us about the hospital and Stephen was filling in gaps where he knew them. And, you know, Adina was with me and we, you know, the four of us kind of just like walked around and learned a little bit about what it takes to operate the hospital every day. And, and, you know, and and it's a very sobering place, you know, walking around the halls and there are are children with cancer everywhere. Right. And you can see that. And it's a, it's, it's tough, but it's a place that is designed to be happy, you know? Right. Um, and, and it's, it makes this very interesting mix because a lot of the kids that you see, they don't look sad, you know, because they're in this environment, which is intended to try and make their lives better. And it does. I learned a lot about Danny Thomas, the founder of St. Jude. Um, Mm -hmm. he's an actor and you probably know that. Uh, but like there's, he's buried it on the grounds of St. Jude and they have this like Mausoleum, I think that's the word that you can mm-hmm. go into, and and it, it, that's where him and his wife are. And they've also they've got these displays, and it's, it's, you can learn about him and about like St Jude in general. It's like a like, like a nice exhibit and stuff like that. And it was just funny they had this wall which shows all of the people. Like it, it, basically, Danny Thomas knew everybody. Like there's pictures of him <laughs> with literally every famous person in the fifties and sixties. You know, for, like Marilyn Monroe, JFK. I think it was one with like the Beatles, like Elvis, everybody. Danny Thomas knew everyone. Um, and he just is like, it just seems like a really kind of fascinating character. And it was very inspiring to me to kind of see this person who was very successful, uh, very famous, but who turned their life to, to doing good for others. Yeah. You know, like the St. Jude kind of like credo, if that's what you'd call it, is that no child should die in the dawn of life. Mm-hmm. That was something that Danny said. That was his thing, right? That's what he believed. You know, it's it's kind of like an incredible thing to live by. And, and it, as I say, you know, it was on the small level in which we were trying to give back over the last month, it really kind of made me think a little bit about what I want to do in my life. And I don't know what that means yet, but like he made a mark on the world in in the positive, right? Like, yeah. A big one. And it just makes me think like, what am I able to do in my lifetime? So it was a very sobering, but interesting thing to, to think about, but, and it was nice to
0: see all of that kind of right in front of me. Did that, add stress to the podcast a thon? Did that add like weight to it? Because I would imagine it would it would both make it ever so more real and tangible the good that that you and Steven and the relay community were doing. But at the same time I almost wonder if going on that tour and, and looking at that mausoleum would would almost add stress to the whole event. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't feel the stress until the next morning. Okay, which I'll get to in a minute. I think All right to kind of because I'm still going for my chronologic chronology. chronology. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So then we had a tour of the infec- of an infectious diseases lab
0: oh, that sounds both terrible and awesome at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a thing that people don't typically get to see, but when we were arranging everything, our kind of contacts in Olsak were explaining to St. Jude, right, because they're kind of like separate and together at the same time, um, that basically our audience is a very nerdy audience and would probably appreciate to hear a little bit uh, of, of like, nerdy stuff and sure. going to see an investigative researcher and speaking to them about their work is part of that right and like on the in the podcast the film we spoke a little bit about this but we met with a with a guy who along with his team is trying to create a cure for um drug resistant stuff infections mm-hmm. and like this is an interesting thing about saint jude anyway that Yes, they are a children's cancer research hospital, but children with cancer can get any myriad of disease, right? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they research all of them mm-hmm. and then share what they find with the world. So they are potentially, you know, if, if, if their research pans out, they will create a drug to fight drug-resistant stuff, which is killing people all over the world. Right. Like every day, people are dying from this every day. Now they will create it because they know it needs to be done and then they can share it with everybody. Right. So, like, this is something that I was trying to explain. Like, I understand that St. Jude is an American hospital and I am not an American person. And let alone the fact that they will take patients from all over the world and they do. The other part for me is like, this is an institution. That makes people of all ages, it improves their life because of the things that they discover, you know, and the cures that they find. So, it was one of the reasons it means something to me. So, it was interesting to talk to somebody who was doing that. And it was fascinating to talk to this guy. He was super charismatic and like really knew his thing. He seemed like he was pretty high up mm-hmm. in the kind of overall research team but it was super funny to talk to him because like there were times that he would say something and it'd be like, I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like it is impossible for me to know what you're talking about. And we were asking him questions and stuff. And, and one of us made reference to that, that like, Oh, like the words on the, these walls don't make any sense to me. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not even in English. And he's like, yeah, I know. Cause I created the words. <laughs> oh my God. No, but like if he's talking about like, he was working on cures or whatever. They, are, they have to create words for the things they discover that is unbelievable right so you can't understand them unless you know them they're like codes right it's like it's like jargon really but it's like yeah of course you don't get it because it it does this stuff doesn't exist in your world you don't know what this means these words you know and they're words for different bacterial strains and different drugs and all that kind of stuff and they're mostly like code names but they use them as words. It really made me kind of sit and think to myself about, like, the ability of humans. Like, these people are are smarter than me at a level that I can't fathom how they could be. Like, (laughs) I don't know how you can create the, like, delta between us in intellect. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand how we are all humans. But these people are able to do this stuff and understand this stuff and can, like, create Cute. Like, I don't even know how they do it. It doesn't make sense to me. It's fascinating.
0: You know, it's like um, when the last uh, Summer Olympics happened, whatever year that was. It was a couple years back, I think. And it, it was a very popular thing that went around, like the internet or whatever. That there should be a TV show, and there maybe was for all I know. There should be a TV show where you have like me. You know, I, I can like sprint okay fast for a thirty-seven-year-old, but you should have like me race against you know the world record you know olympic caliber hundred meter dash person so we can actually see the difference right exactly and it's a little harder with intellect but the same point is there like how is it that i have barely gotten across a starting block and and that person is all the way at the finish line already you know like how is that even possible we're both humans how is that a thing so i totally understand that that is unbelievable
1: And we got to see a bunch of machinery, which was wild. Like some of these machines, like one was like a mass spectrometer, which is this thing where I'm not explaining it correctly, but you have to just you know I'm a layman. What am I supposed to do? They are like put (laughs) particles into it that they're observing, and they're trying to like understand and take graphs off, right? And then they can they need to be able to add things to these particles in a way that, or like to this matter, need to add things to this matter in a way that you can scientifically observe the results of just the addition of this particle. So like you don't want it to be affected by gravity or other, or just any type of pollutant, right? You just want to be able to add one thing to another thing and see what happens when you put them together, right? Like that's the plan. So this, this machine creates a vacuum, which replicates outer space. (laughs) Oh, no big deal.
0: No big deal. Just sitting in St. Jude.
1: Yep, yeah, and then they like these. These I'm sure these things are in all research hospitals, um, you know, because it, it, it for the way they described it, it was like it was an incredible piece of equipment, but it wasn't like a million dollar piece of equipment, right? I don't, I don't believe you know, very, very, very expensive things, but it was kind of just like, oh, right, you there's like the vacuum spaces in here, fine, <laughs> no big and deal. then like these uh, centrifuges, you know, the things yep. that spin, yep, 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 but like they
0: have them on the size of washing machines, Oof. and they're spinning at like a hundred thousand RPM or something like that
1: they are also creating vacuums in them so they can spin at a level, I don't even remember, but like at a level which is just incredible, right? Like the lid of this thing was made of stainless steel mm-hmm. because, well, made of steel. I do not think it was stainless steel, but it was made of steel because if something tries to get out of that machine, it will kill everybody.
0: Yeah, and that's not a joke, right?
1: And, oh, oh yeah, I mean, these things are, they are, Incredibly dangerous, right? And like, so the guy that was showing us around, he was like, I remember when these machines were first being made, and you would put them in the room when they were testing them, turn them on, and everyone would get out of the room <laughs> <laughs> because if something goes wrong, it will rip through anything that stands in its way, yeah, right? Because it is this huge drum that is spinning. And it's they've got the again another space vacuum, so there is no resistance. So that thing is like tearing it up, right? Like it is just going. So yeah, it was wild, and and just yeah. So we it was nice to be able to see all that sort of stuff and and get a sense for what they do. Like I feel like I had a real good sense for Saint Jude that day because we got to see the hospital, but also the research. Yeah, And so mm-hmm. it was like just a really nice balance. And I think that that led to like in the next morning, like I woke up and I had this like, I wasn't nervous. Um, I don't really get super nervous uh, for live shows anymore because we've done enough of them and I, and I feel confident that I can do them. Even though this was different, like I was a little nervous about the, like as we were like before we were beginning because it was like, Oh boy, like there's a lot of things I have to try and keep track of. This Like this is a very different beast. Like not just in time, but it's also video, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I woke up in the morning and I had this sense that Friday the 20th of September was the most important day of my entire career because it felt like a, the culmination of a lot of things, you know? Sure that like, if we're able to pull this off, it's such a massive success. And it shows that we have been able to build what we've built and people care. And it really just felt like this, this is part of why I do what I do. And it was, it just felt very, very, very important to me. And I couldn't shake that feeling. It was like this weird calm came over me in the morning. Uh It, it wasn't like out of, like, it, this didn't make me feel nervous. It just made me kind of feel like, all right, you've got to do this. you got to do it right because today is the most important day of your life, right? Like, and it's like, okay, right? <laughs> like, let's go for this, shall we? It was really a, a very... A very sobering moment, I would imagine. Yeah, and it was. it is the important part of it. It's not, you know, I'm not saying it was like the best day of my life, right? Like, I have many best days, but this one felt like it was one of the most significant. Like, it felt like the importance level was incredibly high because of what we were attempting to to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was how I felt in the morning. And then we uh, went to the Apple store.
0: <laughs> As you do.
1: Well, it was iPhone day. Stephen had to go pick up iPhones, and I went to go try on Apple Watches.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I, I When we were talking before the show, I meant to give you a whole bunch of grief about that, and I and I will save it perhaps for our next episode, because I think we have too much other things to talk about. But indeed.
1: Yeah. I'm not decided on this anyway, but I bought an Apple Watch, but I'm not decided on it yet. It's, okay. uh, I have a lot of complex feelings about it right now.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we digress. So you go to the Apple Store, so Stephen can pick up his phones. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, he picked up the phone for him and then a phone for me, which he surprised me with on the stream. My lovely Midnight Green, which I was totally wrong about.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. I had a feeling that you were going to recant that. And here we are. Yeah. What am I supposed to do?
1: You didn't know. You hadn't seen it.
0: Yeah, but I had a good feeling about it. based on
1: nothing. I had a good feeling based about it. Based on nothing. Based on very little.
0: <laughs> and any, so, so I missed the beginning of the stream, like I'd said earlier. So at this point, you thought, what, that that was like Mary's phone or something?
1: Well, I just wasn't with him when he, like I was in the store, but he went oh, into the oh, line oh, and oh, I just went oh, and played with oh. all the stuff. Right? I got you. Okay, okay. So like I'm playing with the iPhones and looking at the colors and mm-hmm, I'm playing with mm-hmm. the watches and trying them on, right? Like So like I'm just kind of wasn't really paying attention to what he was up to. I
0: got you. All right. So he bought an American phone, but at this point, all the phones are basically the same, so that shouldn't matter to you, right?
1: Oh, the bands are fine. I mean, but like the, the, the LTE bands, but I get a benefit. Uh, in Europe... The backs of the phones still have regulatory stamping on
0: them. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Oh, so yours is nice and fresh and so clean clean. Mine is clean. In um, oh. in America,
1: they don't put anything on them anymore. So I have a fresh and clean one, which is good because I'm using the dreaded clear case. <laughs>
0: We should talk about that another time as well, but we'll save that for another time. All right, I'm breaking so, it in, man. I'm breaking it in. All right, so anyway, so you go to the Apple Store, you have your moment, you decide you need to buy a uh, ceramic Apple Watch, maybe, possibly. Uh, mm. And then what do you do? At, at the, the Apple Store is just somewhere in like a mall in Memphis. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So then we went back to Stevens, and he was setting it up and then we were driving to St. Jude and I needed lunch, so he took me to Sonic for the first time. Stop
0: everything. Stop everything. Yeah. This is important. Okay. Michael... So there are a couple of um, there are a couple of chains in America that are very heavy in certain parts of America, but then are ghosts like they do not exist in other parts. So Chick-fil-A up until recently is an example of this. Chick-fil-A was in the southeast for the most part, but did not exist in many other parts of the country. Now that's being that's becoming ever, ever less so. (laughs) I can't access Sonic's website. (laughs) <laughs> that's actually surprising because they actually have a decent website last night um, sonicdrivein.com
1: I bet it's like a GDPR thing that's hilarious
0: oh that that, that is actually really funny It's Come not Sonic, on, sonic what are you doing Sonic drive through what is oh, I don't know
1: sonicdrivein.com
0: okay that's what I thought I put in oh, yeah,
1: sorry. this request was blocked by the security rules
0: that's what it says okay is it a content blocker maybe it's
1: being blocked by their like network
0: oh interesting provider. that's really funny uh, you know, if only you could use something like express VPN to get around that
1: anyway. Um, I could, but I, I don't want to connect to, because to the VPN right now because it will probably drop our Skype connection.
0: That's fine. Uh, so anyway, so Sonic is one of those things that I, I, at least years ago, it may be different now. It was only in like my neck of the woods and you know, we're not that far apart, Stephen and I, it's, you know, the same basic region of America. And the interesting thing about Sonic though, is that they would advertise nationwide So, you know, I had friends from Connecticut that would come visit us in Virginia and they would be like, oh my God, you have Sonic here. I have to go just because I want to experience it. And Sonic, I have not been in probably a year or two, even though there's several close by. Don't be creepy. Um, I love Sonic. It is delicious. It is reasonably priced and it is very good. Now, man, I might have to do Sonic for lunch today. What was your Sonic experience? Now, did you understand and know what it was in advance or was this like a whole new thing to you?
1: No, well, I'd seen them. I mean, I've been to Memphis a bunch of times, I, and I, you know, it's American culture stuff. Like, I get it. American culture stuff. <laughs> oh, I know, like, I know Sonic Drive-In. Like, it's the drive-in, right? The idea of the drive-in, right, right. Um, so you know, I'm
0: I, I'm aware of these these things. Okay, so th- it was this lunchtime or was this uh, breakfast time that you were going through?
1: Uh, it was kind of in the middle. Okay. so I got a, a like a breakfast sandwich on like toasted bread. It was like bacon, cheese, and egg.
0: You can do that all day long at Sonic, one of the reasons it's so great. Yeah.
1: And uh, I got a caramel milkshake, and it was all really good. I loved it. And the the servers were on roller skates.
0: Yeah, yeah. The not required, but it is very much encouraged.
1: That was the best. That was the best part.
0: Yeah, and they're really good. Go, go figure, you would think, after. Because it
1: just made me feel like it was just that slice of Americana type deal, you know? <laughs>
0: It's, it is delightful uh and did you consume the food in the car like like you should or did you actually just take it to st jude
1: no we we it, uh, did one one better i guess if you'd call it that
0: while we were driving i just ate it while we were driving ah indeed oh very very good no that's excellent i am uh that's an aggressive That's an aggressive meal to have before a long <laughs> a long video show yeah, man. But, but nevertheless i admire both of your resolve that is very good
1: Steven well, Stephen didn't have anything. He just had a Coke. He can't eat anything.
0: Oh, that's true. I didn't think, I f- had forgotten about that. Yes, he probably had air and that was about it before the yeah. before the big show. All right, so you you, so you arrived at St. Jude around what time? Uh, it was about noon. Okay. And it, the show started at f- three-year time or four-year time? Three-year time. Uh, It was three-hour time. Yeah. Okay. Cause it was for my time, if I'm not mistaken. So so you had three hours to kind of get yourself together, changed presumably and ready to go.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: All right. So how, how was all that? What did you do to prep?
1: Well, we had a bunch of content meetings to like confirm, uh, that we had done everything that we needed, right? Like have we got all of this set, this set? You know, that kind of thing. And like just running through, like, okay, are we all ready for this? You know what I mean, right? Like, just yeah, yeah. we were going through the uh, the whole run of show and all that kind of stuff. And we were just making sure that we had everything that we needed for the show. Making sure that, like, we'd done all of the technical tests that we needed to do. Right? Like, does this work? Does that work? Uh, confirming that we could do the AirPlay mirroring from the iPhone because we were going to do a demo of the iPhone mm-hmm. um, to do like all this Mike's laptop work because we were playing <laughs> a game from it. <laughs> right, right. Right. And then like to Skype work, and you know, we had to, we had some issues trying to get the uh, TriCaster, which is like the camera switcher, to connect to Twitch and all that kind of stuff, right? Like just making sure we got all of that set. Um, and we were going through, me and Stephen were going through the things that we wanted to touch on. We were talking about like, uh, donation messaging and the ball pit was being prepared, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then it was just a case of getting ready. I had a very special outfit that I'd picked out. I went big time. You did? Uh, cause I really enjoy, I really enjoy getting nice outfits for the live shows. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. And I had a beautiful green suede jacket and tuxedo trousers and a white, like a proper dress shirt, Uh, and uh, some new, uh, new dress shoes as well. Like I really, I like to step it up for the live shows. And this one was on video, so I figured uh, I should do the best I can. So if you do want to see that, there is a video. You can go and see how beautiful I looked.
0: (laughs) You did look quite good.
1: Thank you. Uh, So then we were ready. Sat down for the show to begin. Yep, just like that, just like that. And this episode is brought to you by Pingdom, the <laughs> well company who done. make website performance monitoring super easy. Everybody loves a fast website, and Pingdom are helping to keep your favorite websites online. Relay FM, we use Pingdom, but so do Amazon, Spotify, Twitter, Buzzfeed, Slack. These are just some of the companies who take who trust Pingdom to take care of their website monitoring. Websites are complicated, but with Pingdom, you can monitor any. Independent site transaction. So, like, if someone's trying to log on and something's broken with your log on functionality, Pingdom can tell you. Maybe your checkout function's broken. Maybe your user registration's broken. Maybe the entire site's down. Doesn't matter what it is, Pingdom can get the information to the person that needs it. If a disaster strikes, you will be the first to know. Pingdom care about your users having the smoothest site experience possible, so they do everything they can to ensure it. It's so easy to get started. All that Pingdom needs is the URL that you want to monitor, and they take care of everything else. So go to Pingdom.com slash RelayFM and you can get a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code ANALOG at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. That's Pingdom.com slash RelayFM and the code ANALOG at checkout. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and relay FM.
0: So you're sitting down, you're ready to rock, you've got cameras in your face. There are how many people in the room?
1: Uh, we had like two camera operators, uh, a couple of support Uh, maybe like two or three support staff. Uh, Mary and Edina were there. And then we had about another two people in the control room. And that that was just in like the studio space. And then there were people kind of coming in and out uh, to help and to watch for the entire evening. It was a lot of people.
0: It's got to be striking and maybe unnerving or maybe confidence inspiring that, you know, when you do a live show... Oftentimes, in my experience, there'll be like one person helping with the soundboard, like the gentleman at the Hammer Theater whose name escapes me is amazing. Um, But, you know, it's not like it's, you know, you and a a cavalcade of people. It's, you know, maybe you and one person from the venue and maybe like Marco in the booth or something like that. So maybe a couple of people. But here you had, just like you said, camera operators and support staff and and all of these people watching. It makes it real in a very different way, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, this is a. It was very, very different. Uh, it was very different indeed. Uh, because, I mean, you could feel there was a lot more involved, and there was a lot more people on the line. You know, like like that. There were there was just more individuals who were taking a risk on us or whatever. You know, like I've got a picture here. I'm just open to count two, four, six, eight. There were ten people that were on the crew for the entire evening, and then there were people coming in and out the re- for the rest.
0: That is a lot of people. Uh, my goodness, I can't imagine. So, at this point, you're sitting down. It's you know the cameras are about to flip on, the Twitch stream is about to start, and are you pooping your pants or are you not bad?
1: Um, I, it was an unprecedented thing, right? Like my concern is like, is anyone going to tune in? Like, are we going to raise any money? And is anybody mm-hmm. going to tune in? Like, that was the nerve wracking part because I was seeing all of this resource. We're in this incredible studio, right? Like, a TV-grade studio, right? Right, Like, the cameras were these massive cameras, like the ones that you see on television sets. Like, we had all this lighting. Like, it was... And then that, like, infinity backdrop-type deal, right? Like, where you don't see the scene. Like, it was really very... And it it was, like... I took a control room. It was, like, a real control room. We had earpieces. They were talking to us and giving us information in our ears. And, like... It was, like, serious stuff... And like, I was like, what if like four people
0: tune into this thing? <laughs> that would be very disappointing.
1: Right? Like, And then there's it was just like, that was what I was scared about. I mean, we were blown away. We had like 700 people watching consistently for the whole time. Like people come in and out. Like the views are in the multiple thousands of like indi- individual people mm-hmm. coming in and out at different parts. But we had like a consistent level. and. That number, like live streaming, is difficult. Like with the numbers, you know, like mm-hmm. you look at someone like Ninja, right? Like one of the most popular live streamers in the world, millions and millions and millions of followers. His typical streams are in the tens of thousands, right? So, like the the the, but then there's like loads of pe- millions of people watch it afterwards. So, it, it there's like this weird balance with this kind of stuff. But to to get at that level, right, to have like seven hundred people watching consistently for for six hours. I was like super chuffed about that. And so was Mm. everybody else, right? Like that was like, wow, that really exceeded what I mean. When we raised during the stream, we raised $60,000 during the stream.
0: That was almost the entire goal that you raised in the span of six hours.
1: Yeah. I mean, isn't that crazy, right? Like that was like a real kind of like, wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We could could have just done this. Um, The first 90 minutes of the stream felt longer to me than the remaining four and a half hours.
0: Interesting. Do you have any idea why?
1: Especially, like, the first 90 minutes or two hours or whatever, I was on consistently. Like, Steve, I did, like, these interviews with some, uh, like, and interviewed, like, a a former patient dad and Mary as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Stephen was leaving during those periods of time. I gotcha. Okay. Right? So, like, I was... I was just on for the entire time and all the like nerves and stuff building up and then just trying to make it all work, trying to settle in. It just kind of really stretched that out. Like I was, I felt pretty exhausted. i slammed two red balls during the
0: evening. (laughs) It's not surprising.
1: Uh, And I really like the last hour I started to lose it. Like uh, my comprehension was starting to fade (laughs) because we were doing this thing where we had this ball pit, right? Which is just like a genius idea from the all crew if you donated over 50 dollars, your name was put on a ball and then we'd throw the balls in the ball pit and the ball pit would fill up and we would report live from the ball pit like it was just like a, just this long running
0: funny joke that we had which on the surface on the surface it seems like okay whatever but in the moment it was perfect it was absolutely perfect
1: like, I, you know, it was just really funny to me when, like, they would cut to a break because we had these videos, which is incredibly, tremendously produced videos. Which I've got a funny thing about that. I don't know if it's funny, but I'll tell you about it in a second. Like, so these videos, like, they would give us breaks, right? And then they would come back from the video and sometimes I'd be like standing in the ball pit, right? So like you've just seen this video and it cuts to me. I'm like reporting from the ball pit. It's like a funny thing. But the videos, right? So these videos, they were very emotional, right? A lot of them. And they Mm -hmm. were actually, these videos, if you'd seen them, they're like this. we'd play for a couple of minutes. It would show some of the work of St. Jude, tell some patient stories. They were all produced by the the production staff that were helping us. Oh, okay. That's what they do when Mm -hmm. they're not doing things like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So but I wasn't watching them. Okay. Because I was using that time to set stuff up, go take a quick break. We were talking about what was going to come next. So I was very aware of, it would cut back to me, I have no idea what people have just seen and now I have to just carry on. <laughs> right. So like it could be this incredibly heartbreaking thing like, ha ha, hey, right. again, right? And, and it wasn't until about like halfway through the stream that I realized this, like as, as things started to get increasingly more ridiculous uh, in the stream, mm-hmm. it was like I'm interviewing Mary about like the struggles that they've had in their life whilst covered in glit- like glitter. Like it was just like, there was a little bit of a disconnect that started to happen uh, with some of the wacky stuff that we were doing. But I think we handled that pretty well.
0: in some ways, I almost wonder if that made it better because it had it, it was like a pressure relief valve, you know, because not to say yeah. that not to say that the videos were bad or or that they're, they're heavy, not, but they're heavy. That's a very good word yeah. for it. And so I almost wonder if if you two goofballs just being you know like Steven's ridiculous mustache and your ridiculous you know googly eyes. I wonder if that ended up providing a little bit of relief.
1: It may honestly be better for it to be that way that right that like we just cut straight back to the ridiculous. Right. So it's kind of as you say it's like it just released the pressure. Right. Um, And then you know we did uh, the beard all the beard stuff. So we had like goals like beard goals. That every time we'd hit a certain monetary goal, something would happen. So, like, if Stephen Stephen was progressively shaving his beard throughout it was the very evening, good. it was very and good. And I was adding to my face. So it started with like glitter on the side of my face, then on my eyebrows, which was a risky business. We found it later on. Oh, no. um, Well, because it can get in your eyes, Ah, right? Right, right. Didn't really think of that. None did. I was fine. And then all glitter and then googly eyes added to the face or googly eyes came first. That was a very upsetting. That was the most upsetting part. The googly (laughs) eyes are very upsetting. The glitter was fun. The the googly eyes were terrible for everybody. Plus, they just kept falling off, which was... And so, the the glitter was applied with with a glue stick, like Elmer's... Is it Elmer's glue? Yep, 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 yep put that on and then use a makeup brush with a glitter and just dabbing that on my face. So that was where I was. Uh, so that was, you know, I was just making a mess of everything. Everywhere I went became glittery. I have no idea that that studio will, will be covered in glitter forever <laughs> for the rest of the time. You're never going to get rid of it. Yep. Um, so that, that also worked really well. Like, and, and Stephen now has an incredibly amazing mustache.
0: It is, it is something else. And it's funny because we tuned in, I want to say it was right after the goatee appeared because he had a goatee when we tuned in, but it was, but it was, it it, it seemed like it was shortly after that it had become a thing. And all I need, like I had seen the document that you guys were using the like Google sheet that you were using to, to do content planning. And all I saw in the sheet at the time, the last time I had looked was beard stuff. And yeah, we knew what it was, I, and I think yeah, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be for me. I mean, I was just snooping, but uh, but I think I said in the chat that day something like. I am very intrigued to see what beard stuff <laughs> means, but sure enough, we tune in and Aaron and I look at each other and we're like, wait a second, Steven has a goatee. What is happening right now? And then we looked a little closer at you and you're covered. I didn't like the goatee. Oh God, it was something else. It was, in the, the the mustache, it is a beautiful disaster. It is glorious. It is, it is glorious. My goodness. He's
1: keeping it now. I don't oh, know how long for but he's
0: keeping it. And I'm very excited about that. It's a good look for him. It is something else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So at what point did you feel like you were confident that this was going to be successful? Was it minute two? Was it minute negative two? You know, two minutes from being done?
1: We we started and we raised the goal to 200,000 just before we started the stream because we were at like 160. Our goal before the stream was 175 and then mm-hmm. we just raised it to 200 because we were already at 160 before we began. Right. Uh, when we hit, we hit the like we hit 175 incredibly quickly, mm-hmm. and when we did that, I was like, "All right, we're good." That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it and it's like also just seeing like the the viewer numbers when things started and the excitement and stuff around it. Like it was a very heavy social media day, just retweeting <laughs> everything whenever I could. You're I right. gave my phone to Adina. and I was just like, "Just do it." That's awesome. Right? Like she's just posting on my Instagram. I was like, "Just just do go this, to town. right? Like <laughs> yeah, go crazy, right?" <laughs> Uh, and so yeah, it was we uh, celebrating the final total was awesome, right? We we got to two hundred and thirty one on the stream. That's awesome. Um, and then we got to two fifty just like a couple of days later. Uh, and then when the six hours were over, you know, we all like celebrated. I washed up like most of the glitter came off really easily, which is great. Good. Um, and, and we went we went for a celebratory drink with some of the Olsac team members.
0: It was amazing, man that that is extremely cool. Do you feel like you got on well with the Allsec team? Like it sounds like you did.
1: Oh, they're incredible. They're just like a wonderfully like efficient, professional, uh, excited and engaged group of people. Like they really know what they're doing. Um, and they made they they took they took care of literally everything we needed, right? Like that's awesome. If we had a request, we needed a thing done. They would just make it happen, like whatever it was. They were
0: they were really incredible to work with. That's so great. And have you talked to them much after the event, or are you basically disappearing yeah. into the night until next year?
1: Yeah, no, we, we've we've had conversations. There's stuff to wrap up. Obviously, we were celebrating the quarter of a million, um, and stuff like that. I I, I, uh, I really want to do it again. Good, and uh, I hope that they'll have us back. I think the success of this year means that they will probably will. Um, and I want to do more next year. I don't know what it is, but instead of planning in a couple of months, we now have a whole year to think about it. So,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the one bad side to this otherwise pretty much flawless event is that if you do it again next year, now you got to go bigger. And now what?
1: Ugh, I don't know if we could raise more. Money. I have not. I do not think we could raise more money than this. Uh,
0: oh no, no, I'm not even saying that. But like, you know, the is it? Is it? What What are you doing instead of glitter and googly eyes? What are you doing instead oh, of I don't a ball know, pin, man. You know what I
1: mean. At some point, this will not be next year. But at some point, I want to do 24 hours. <sighs> I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to do it.
0: I think that would be incredible. I think if you were to do that, then you've got to do maybe like Relay's 10th anniversary. You know, where everyone comes in and we all just you know take shifts and just make it an absolute blowout.
1: Well, I mean, we could take shifts, but I want to be awake the whole time. I, I want to be on it for the whole time. Rather, that's the endurance. That's that's why people give money. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know I can stay awake for 24 hours. I do it multiple times a year when I'm traveling to the States, right? Right. So, like, I know, I that's why I know I can do 24. But that's the endurance, right? Like people, that's why we did it for six. That's why we didn't do a two-hour stream, right? Because that's nothing. We do two hours all the time. But six hours, people are excited about the endurance aspect of it. So.
0: Right. right, I hear you. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on this? Again, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Mike and Steven for putting this all together and putting it on and to the AllSAC crew and to St. Jude for everything they do. Any other thoughts uh, before we talk about a couple other things?
1: no i mean it was amazing Stephen did a great job like i kind of just rolled up right like he he was planning <laughs> it with everybody for a while because they're all in memphis right so like i would have video i would join some meetings by video call but like he was really arranging this this definitely fell into his part of the organization and it was really great it was wonderful to work with everybody on it and i desperately hope that we can do it again
0: senior vice president of live events is that right and i guess charity now too And charity as well. All right, why don't you tell me about one other thing that's awesome besides St. Jude and then I have a couple of questions for you.
1: All right, so let's uh, finally thank ISL Online for the support of this show. ISL Online is a reliable and simple and easy-to-use remote desktop software. You can remotely access and manage devices to provide on-demand IT support, and it's just a a breeze. You can make things happen for you so fantastically. If you work in support, you know how tricky it can be helping a client with a problem. It can take ages to navigate someone through something on the phone, or worse, Over email, but you can save yourself all of the hassle of frustrating phone calls and endlessly emailed screenshots. Because of ISO Online, you can access a Windows, Linux, or Mac remote computer in less than three seconds. So you can help your clients the moment that they need you. And you can even have access from any iPhone, iPad, Android phone, or Android tablet as well. You could even set up remote per, uh, remote permanent access. So you can just install an access agent on any Windows or Mac computer. And your client's peace of mind with that ISO is fully compliant with strict security industry standards. So they'll have a peace of mind because ISO online is is compliant with all that kind of stuff, which is wonderful. Take the hassle out of IT support and get a fully featured trial by going to islonline.com slash analog right now. That is islonline.com slash analog. Thanks to ISO Online for their support of this show and Relay FM. All
0: right, so on your way out of Memphis, you hit a little bit of trouble getting back to London. What what, what happened there? Uh, We were
1: connecting through Chicago, Mm -hmm. and we had like an 11.30 p.m. flight. And uh, at eleven, PM or whatever the exact time for boarding, our flight went from on time to cancelled.
0: Whoa! Not even delayed, just straight up cancelled. Not
1: even delayed. It was just straight cancelled. Um, I have a big conspiracy theory that I don't need to get into at this point. But, oh. uh, but oh. like
0: the 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 plane was cancelled. I really want to hear this conspiracy theory. Are you sure you don't want to get into it? Uh, okay,
1: so I was overhearing there was like a. We're in the lounge, because I have status now, because I fly so much, mm-hmm. and I was overhearing conversations of people that were on a flight to Paris, and the flight to Paris was delayed by four hours, Oof. and they were all sitting there, and everybody looked super fancy and important. And I was overhearing conversations about like the the pilot was sick and they were gonna get another pilot. Then I was hearing more conversations about like don't I can't tell you how I know this, but it's gonna be okay. They fixed it. And uh, then here we our go. flight was cancelled, and then ten minutes later the flight to Paris was boarding. Uh, so I think they took our pilot and put it on the Paris plane because it's Paris Fashion Week. And there were some uh, very fashionable and important looking people in that airport.
0: So I think that they 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 just were like screw London. Uh, everyone can go to Paris. Interesting. You know what? I bet you, I, I would buy in. I am not into conspiracy theories, but I'd buy into that conspiracy conspiracy theory. Yeah. Huh? That's, that's awful though. So you're sitting in the lounge or, you know, you could have been at the gate, but you're in the lounge and they, all of a sudden they're like, Hey, guess what? Your flight's canceled. Go home. Yep. Did, did you get like a, a hotel stay out of the deal or something like from, from the airline? Like, did, did they do anything or are they just like tough noggies We'll get you home in three days.
1: Okay, so basically, they were trying to like the, you, you, you. It starts off with the app, right? You, like the we were flying with American, and the, the app is like, we'll just rebook you onto this. It's like eight a.m. It's like no, <laughs> no, it's midnight. I'm not taking an eight a.m. flight out of Chicago. Like I'm not right. doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know all of the things, all of the like results were like unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that they wanted to give. Uh, so we got to one of the agents and I was like, all right, these are the things I'm willing to accept. So I will not accept any less than like these parameters. Mm-hmm, Find mm-hmm. me a flight. Okay. And, and I, one of them was like, it can be any day this week, but I want to be on the flight that we're on right now. I want to be on this flight. Right. Like okay. time wise, because mm-hmm. that way it, it affects me the least for when I get home. Mm-hmm. Cause my thinking was, I love Chicago. It's probably my favorite city in America. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, and i have a bunch of friends here i already have gear in my suitcase right like i can just make all this work mm-hmm. and so they offered me we this was sunday and they it saturday this is saturday night and they offered us the monday night flight so i took it and just got a hotel because we have travel insurance so I, the travel insurance should be able to cover the the hotel fl- the hotel stay i would
0: expect or at least contribute towards it Okay. So you basically just rolled up into a hotel and said, I'd like a night or a room for two nights, please. And they were like, yeah, sure.
1: I just booked something on Expedia. Like I just opened my phone and booked it. Oh,
0: I gotcha. Okay. How very, how very uh, forward thinking of you. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Well, it was 20 to 12. So I I didn't want to leave it too late because if we go into the next day, I figured it's like,
0: it becomes tricky. That's an interesting point. I hadn't considered that. Okay. Very smart. All right. So you go to your hotel and then you basically had a couple of days to goof off around Chicago or did you actually end up having to do work most of the time?
1: I worked a bit, but we also saw some of Chicago. This wasn't our proper trip. Like, I want to show Adina Chicago, like, a little stuff that I've seen and the stuff that I like. But we did eat deep dish, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, It is delicious. uh, Yeah, and we got to
0: see some stuff. And she's now more intrigued to visit again, which is good. So she had not been to Chicago. For some reason, I had thought that Adina had been at some point or another. Mm -mm. She's never been there. Okay, so she liked it? Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. No, that's excellent. It's a, it's a great town. It, it is a really great town. I think we were talking before the show that, um, that Aaron and I did our 10th anniversary there, uh, which we've talked about on the show at some point. I'm quite confident. And, uh, we, we really loved it. It was a lot of fun. Now, granted, we were there in the summertime, as were you, uh, my recollection having lived outside Chicago.
1: Oh, I've been there in, I've been there minus 40 degrees. Oh, oh that's Celsius, right. I forgotten about
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was like in, in March. So, and I enjoyed it then too. Yeah, that's, it takes a strong will to enjoy it then, but I I applaud you. Um, No, that is incredible. I'm glad you made it home safe. Hopefully the trip back was okay. And uh, hopefully at this point you are easing into normalcy once again, or something like that. Something like that. All right. I don't know if we have time, but for a couple of relay your feels maybe, uh, but we should uh, thank the listeners and also explain that we have some contenders for our two champions. Can you tell me more about this?
1: Yeah, so we've got tons more Relay of Fields questions, which is amazing. So we have like a good stock now for a while. Um, I got more more from champions Brad and Chaz. They've sent me more. Excellent. So I now have more emails from them. And the when I was looking through my Google sheet, I saw that uh, Stay and uh, <laughs> Mernaz, I'm going to say, uh, they have also sent in a bunch of questions. So they are some championship contenders, I think, as well.
0: Ah, so contending for the crown.
1: Lots of Relay of Field champions out there, which is great. But we do have a few that I want to get to today. Okay. One is follow up from last time, and it comes from Champion Chaz. Since Casey felt left out of the Marvel talk <laughs> with me ranking my favorite movies, could he give us a list of his top five Avengers?
0: uh yes i did i did look at this shortly before the show i didn't put an overabundance of thought into it but my kind of snap judgment not ranked this is at best a loose ranking um i would say captain america is probably my favorite um i like star lord quite a bit i like the humor um of chris pratt is that is that right chris pratt um Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love star Lord and, and the particular like the, the second galaxy, uh, gardens of the galaxy movie uh, I enjoy, but the first one in particular was just great. Um, again, for the humor, Iron Man, uh, I, I really enjoy that kind of cocksure self-obsessed jerk, um, that maybe possibly finds a, a better way by the end of the, uh, by the end of the run. Uh, I like Hawkeye a lot because he's kind of an enigma to me. I've never really read the comics or anything. And I like that. He's kind of trying to balance being a family man and being like this, you know, super killer guy, um, the no spoilers, but the twist in, uh, end I was not entirely in love with, but I could understand it. Um, and so that also added a little bit of color to the role. And then, uh, the incredible Hulk, I loved the TV series as a kid, I love Mark Ruffalo. I think he's really great. He seems not only to be like, an uh, not, not only does he seem like an incredible actor, but he seems like a genuinely nice person, which makes me happy. And I love that, like that nerdy guy who suddenly becomes super ripped, like that whole angle. I think that's really funny. So uh, Captain America, Star-Lord, Iron Man, Hawkeye and Hulk off the top of my head are probably my favorites.
1: I have a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, are these ranked? Is Captain
0: America number one? Probably yes, but I'm not, super confident that that is at best a like regional ranking so like i think okay. captain america star lord are some of my favorites iron man hawkeye kind of in the middle of the top five that is and hulk is probably my least strong of the top five
1: right it's just funny to me just of course captain america
0: <laughs> i didn't even think about that of course Captain <laughs> oh, America's like yeah. a spirit animal yeah something like that usa yeah mm-hmm. god Mm-hmm. Uh, all right uh mike tell me uh lauren would like to know as a kid the earlier the better what did you want to be when you grew up
1: a fire person or a teacher
0: yeah you know, i don't remember to be honest and I, I haven't talked to like my parents about this or anything fire but... person i really i really
1: overdid that one firefighter there we go
0: no i was i was with you i was i was with you i would probably say there was a window of time i wanted to be like a train conductor um like like an engineer on a train uh i remember that
1: I always wanted to be a police officer. I really just wanted to serve people, I think. Aww. I don't really know why I had this feeling, but I did as a kid. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think that for me, like train conductor is probably the first thing I remember. But I, I don't know. I always, I was always very nebulous and didn't have any strong callings. And then when I discovered computers, I just knew something with computers. I don't know what that is, but something with computers. Yeah. Uh, would like to know, would like to know, is your phone typically on vibrate mute or with the ring on? And, And I would actually like to build on that just ever so slightly. What would, what did you do before the iPhone? So as an example, is your iPhone always on vibrate, but your flip phone from years past was always on ring?
1: Uh, I used to have my phone's ring. Mm-hmm. I've, like even with the iPhone, I used to have it ring, but now it's just always on on vibrate and mute. Although you can tell me this, you have the new phone. You have thirteen point one. When I toggle the vibrate switch, it doesn't
0: vibrate anymore. It does. It does a doo doo. Mm. No, it doesn't vibrate. It does a doo doo. What does it do doo? Like a haptic thing, haptic feedback. It goes, Yeah, tap, I'm not tap. having that.
1: Really? Thirteen point one, man. I'm just on thirteen point one. I think. I know. It's just bugs all over the place. Let me try. I'm gonna try. I'm going to try rebooting my phone and see if that helps.
0: Well, now I'm more... No, yeah, yeah I am on 13.1. I'm not on like a beta or anything. I'm on the release version.
1: Yeah, I'm on 13.1, just the release version. There's bugs all over the place still. So that's there's a bug that I've got going on. And uh, Mernaz has another question. Oh, slow down. Excuse
0: me. Excuse oh, me. All right, all right, all right. You already answered, didn't you? No. And beyond that, uh, you didn't tell me You didn't tell me uh, about your flip phone. Did your flip phone was also ring? Yeah, I did. Okay. So
1: they used to have phones always ring, including my original iPhones. And then I switched to just having vibrate, yeah, to having just vibrate all the time, just silence.
0: Fair enough. Uh, For me, uh, I used to have my phone on ring. I think roundabouts the time of the Apple Watch, I think I moved it. I don't, I can't remember if this predates the Apple Watch or not. But I moved to being almost always on vibrate. Uh, Now, since I'm a devout Apple Watch wearer, my phone is always on vibrate. Always, always, always. It is never on ring. And my Apple Watch is also always on vibrate only. I don't think I've, ever, of the three Apple Watches I've now owned, uh, I don't think they've been on, you know, the ding mode, the loud mode for more than 10 minutes cumulatively over the last, what, five years, whatever it's been. Um, I, I find that one of my favorite features, in fact, of the Apple Watch is that you can discreetly be notified of things rather than having to hear a or a, you know, a, some sort of ringtone. Well, did you have a favorite ringtone when you were doing that sort of thing? Mm, my ringtone used to change a lot. Uh, you strike me as the kind that would change your ringtone a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I used to change my ringtone a lot. Fair enough. Uh, I had uh, the Top Gear theme, you know, which is the Allman Brothers of course song, you did. Jessica. Of course you did. Uh, so that was my general ringtone. And then, oh, I can't remember the artist off the top of my head, but uh, from The Karate Kid, have we done that on Mike at the Movies? I think so.
1: That could be a good option for the future.
0: That we, And that's an 80s flick, if I'm not mistaken. So strictly speaking, that's Jason's area, but maybe I can crash it. Anyways, uh, The Karate Kid's You're the Best Around was Aaron's specific ringtone. So when Aaron called, it would be, it would be, you're the best around. Um, and I do kind of miss that a little bit. Was it sung the way that you sung it or no? No, 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 no. It was the actual one. So it didn't you know make people's ears bleed quite as badly.
1: So real-time follow-up, it's now vibrating.
0: Ah, see, just like that. All Reboot is all you needed. Mm-hmm. That fixes everything. Oh, you should restore your phone just for safety's sake. Maybe this
1: will fix some of the problems I'm having. Like some of my apps... Are not notifying and not giving me notifications anymore. Really? Yeah.
0: No, I'm excited because I'm not the only one. I've noticed this yeah. too. Yeah,
1: it's some some apps that should be notifying me of things are no longer notifying me of
0: things. Oh good. Well, I mean that's not good, but good because I assumed it was something to do with like having, you know, restored my phone or something like that. But no, that makes me feel better that I'm not the only one missing notifications. Mm-hmm. Oh good. <laughs> Wonderful. Apple services. That's where it's at. All right. Uh, you were starting to ask a question and then I interrupted you.
1: Minas asks, light mode or dark
0: mode? For me, I use the whatever flip switch flip that is that it'll do it automatically. I feel like it commits to light mode a little earlier than I would like. I wish I could delay it by like 20 minutes. Uh, but basically at night it's night mode and during the day it's day mode. Uh, the only I, I will say that's only for iOS devices. My computer is always on day mode.
1: Hmm. Uh, my iOS devices are always on dark mode now.
0: That doesn't surprise me. You've always been a big fan of dark mode since the, since ever. So. Yep,
1: and now I'm happy that more devices have it. What about your Macs? Um, well, my iMac isn't on Mojave.
0: Ah, right, I forgot. Okay, and what about your Mini? It's on dark mode, I think. Fair enough. I don't like it as much. It's not as good on the computer, I don't think.
1: No, I don't think I'll set it when I get my Pro. Or maybe I will, because it will fit, I don't know.
0: Oh, that's right, I forgot you you bought yourself an, an iMac Pro.
1: I haven't yet bought it, but I will very soon. I've uh, like got a quote okay. from the Apple business
0: team. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I need to give you grief about that another time as well. Maybe the next episode will just be me giving you grief about all your decisions of late.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I am <laughs> sure i can't do that
0: for you. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, God. All right. Uh, well, thank you to our Relay Your Feels people. And uh, thank you uh, as well to everyone who has donated to Saint StJude.org slash analog with the UE at the end. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.